You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my name is Zeke Robison, and this is Tech in Two, the coronavirus update from Wired. Florida's new social media legislation is a double landmark. It's the first state law regulating online content moderation, and it will almost certainly become the first such law to be struck down in court. On Monday, Governor Ron DeSantis signed into law the Stop Social Media Censorship Act, which greatly limits large social media platforms' ability to moderate or restrict user content. The bill is a legislative distillation of Republican anger over recent episodes of supposed anti-conservative bias, like Twitter and Facebook shutting down Donald Trump's account and suppressing the spread of the infamous New York Post Hunter Biden story. Most notably, it imposes heavy fines, up to $250,000 per day, on any platform that deactivates the account of a candidate for political office, and it prohibits platforms from taking action against journalistic enterprises. It is very hard to imagine any of these provisions ever being enforced, however. A. Michael Frumkin, a law professor at the University of Miami, said this law looks like a political freebie, You get to pander and nothing bad happens because there's no chance this will survive in court. The governor's office didn't respond to a request for comment. Next, there is a new video game out, and it's not about having fun. It's called It's Winter, and it's set in a post-USSR mass housing unit. At the daring price of $9.99, you'll get a game deliberately devoid of plot, purpose, or characters. It's a sandbox recreation of a lonely night spent in one of the ugly prefab complexes synonymous with mass housing in the USSR. Nearly everything's interactive. The radio, should you manage to get it working, blares out a mix of industrial ambience and Russian chanting. There's also a smattering of 60s-era furniture, a fridge stocked with food, and a shower to keep you occupied. Look in the right places, and you'll even find a few disturbing clues as to the sort of state you're in, mentally. It isn't good. A half-eaten box of antidepressants stashed under the sink. Notes to self, scrawled by hand in spidery Cyrillic. For an indie vignette, this level of detail is absurd. You can rummage through your neighbor's trash for indications about his life, or you can keep it simple and microwave a tomato. The creator said it's a sort of immersive exercise in melancholy. Snapshots of a world that was, for so long, sealed off from Western eyes. 
And in the three years since Revel first hit the streets, the electric moped-sharing startup has racked up more than 600,000 riders in six U.S. cities. It's the flashy, younger sibling of micro-mobility companies like Citibike, Lime, and Bird. Faster than a bicycle, cooler than a scooter, and more dangerous by far. Last summer, mid-lockdown, Revel's ridership spiked. But its newfound popularity spurred a crisis. Many people didn't wear helmets, crashes surged, and riders died. Another round of disasters could kill the company, and safety-minded critics will say good riddance. To a non-rider, it might seem reckless to let a novice hop on a machine the size of a Great Dane and start vrooming around at 30 miles per hour alongside erratic drivers and delivery trucks. But as any diehard urban cyclist can tell you, that framing gets it backwards. Revel owes its customers a responsible product, but cities also owe their residents reasonable streets. Urban growth has happened too fast. Cars, parking lots, gas stations, all that infrastructure takes up too much precious space. And electric cars are not a silver bullet for sustainability. What to replace cars with? Better trains and buses are absolutely necessary. But for shorter trips, e-bikes and electric mopeds have transformative potential too. A smattering of global cities have already banned or limited cars in some areas, most notably Paris. Trying to convince Americans to copy the French may seem like a chaussade a fool's errand. But if a less car-centric future is in the making, Revel's original vision might be the most forward-looking. Want more news you can use? Sign up for the Tech Into newsletter at wired.com tt. So if you ask anyone in the Wired newsroom, what's on your mind? Here's what some of us are thinking about big tech, the coronavirus pandemic, climate change, disinformation and election security, what policing should look like in the future. This is Get Wired. And I'm your host, Lauren Good. Every story about technology is really a story about people. The good, the bad and the ugly. Get Wired. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.